what we call a symbol, is a term, a name, or even a picture that may be familiar in daily life, yet it possesses specific connotations in addition to its conventional and obvious meaning. It also implies something vague, unknown, or hidden from us. 64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Welcome to the Book of the Week series. Every week as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. My name is Igor S.F. Walker. Today we look at man and his symbols by Carl Gustav Jung. So how about you slow down and relax? Reduce all that noise for just a bit. Make that choice and decide to listen. In this video, we look at inner workings of the unconscious mind, from the symbolism that unlocks the meaning of our dreams to their effect on our waking lives and artistic impulses, philosophy, history, myth, fairy tales, and more. A revelatory absorbing and relevant experience. So stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I have in use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. A word or an image <clears throat> is symbolic when it implies something more than what is obvious and its immediate meaning. Because there are innumerable things beyond the range of human understanding, we constantly use symbolic terms to represent concepts that we cannot define or fully comprehend. This is one reason why all religions employ symbolic language or images. <clears throat> but this conscious use of symbols is only one aspect of a psychological fact of great importance. Man also produces symbols unconsciously and spontaneously in the form of dreams. Our psyche is part of nature and it's Enigma is as limitless. Thus, we cannot define either the psyche or nature. We can merely state what we believe them to be and then describe, as best as we can, how they function. These four functional types correspond to the obvious means by which consciousness obtains its orientation to experience. 
sensation, i.e. sense perception, tells you that something exists. Thinking tells you what it is. Feeling tells you whether it is a agreeable or not. And intuition tells you whence it comes and where it is going. In a psychological sense, the hero image is not to be regarded as identical with the ego proper. It is better described as the symbolic means by which the ego separates itself from the archetypes evoked by the parental images in early childhood. Dr. Jung has suggested that each human being has originally a feeling of wholeness, a powerful and complete sense of the self. And from the self, the totality of the psyche, the individualized ego consciousness emerges as the individual grows up. Now, this separation can never become final without severe injury to the original sense of wholeness. There is a meeting point between containment and liberation, and we can find it in the rites of initiation. They can make it possible for individuals or whole groups of people to unite the opposing forces within themselves and achieve an equilibrium in their lives. But the rites do not offer this opportunity invariably or automatically. They relate to particular phases in the life of an individual or a group, and unless they're properly understood and translated into a new way of life, the moment can pass. Initiation is essentially a process that begins with a rite of submission, followed by a period of containment, and then by a further rite of liberation. In this way, every individual can reconcile the conflicting elements of his or her personality. He or she can strike a balance that makes her or him truly human and truly the master of self. In order to bring the individuation process into reality, one must surrender consciously to the power of the unconscious instead of thinking in terms of what one should do or what is generally thought right or what usually happens, one must simply listen in order to learn what the inner totality, the self, wants one to do here and now in a particular situation. This is a process in which one must repeatedly seek out and find something that is not yet known to anyone. The guiding hints or impulses come not from the ego, but from the totality of the psyche, the self. The shadow usually contains values that are needed to by consciousness, but that exist in a form that makes it difficult to integrate them into one's life. Certain traditions assert that the cosmic man is the goal of creation. 
But the achievement of this should not be understood as a possible external happening from the point of view of the Hindus, for example. It is not so much that the external world will one day dissolve into the original great man, but that the ego's extroverted orientation toward the external world will disappear in order to make way for the cosmic man. This happens when the ego merges into the self. The ego's discursive flow of representations, which goes from one thought to another, and then its desires, which run from one object to another, they calm down when the great man within is encountered. Indeed, we must never forget that for us, out of reality exists only in so far as we perceive it consciously, and that we cannot prove that it exists in and by itself. Trying to give the living reality of the self a constant amount of daily attention is like trying to live simultaneously on two levels or in two different worlds. One gives one mind, as before, to outer duties, but at the same time one remains alert for hints and signs, both in dreams and external events, that the self uses to symbolize its intention, the direction in which the life stream is moving. Now, in order to understand the symbolic indications of the unconscious, one must be careful not to get outside oneself or besides oneself, but to stay emotionally within oneself. Indeed, it is vitally important that the ego should continue to function in normal ways. Only if I remain an ordinary human being, conscious of my incompleteness, can I become receptive of the significant contents and processes of the unconscious. But how can a human being stand attention of feeling himself at one with the whole universe, while at the same time he's only a miserable earthly human creature. If on one hand I despise myself as merely a statistical cipher, then my life has no meaning and it's not even worth living. But if on the other hand I feel myself to be part of something much, much greater, how am I to keep my feet on the ground? It is very difficult indeed to keep these inner opposites united within oneself without toppling over into one or the other extreme. The familiar dream in which the dreamer is pursued by an animal nearly always indicates that an instinct has been split off from the consciousness and it ought to be, or it's trying to be, readmitted and integrated into life. The more dangerous the behavior of the animal in the dream, the more unconscious is the primitive and instinctual soul of the dreamer, and the more imperative 
it is to integrate it into his life if some irreparable evil is to be forestalled, suppressed and wounded instincts are the dangers threatening civilized men. Uninhibited drives are the dangers threatening primitive men. In both cases, the animal is alienated from its true nature, and for both, the acceptance of the animal soul is the condition for wholeness and a fully lived life. Primitive man must tame the animal in himself and make it his helpful companion. Civilized man must heal the animal in himself and then make it his friend. Consciousness alone is competent to determine the meaning of the images and then to recognize their significance. For man, here and now, in the concrete reality of the present moment, only in an interplay of consciousness and the unconscious can the unconscious truly prove its value and perhaps even show a way to overcome the melancholy of the void. If the unconscious once in action is left to itself, there is a risk that its contents will become overpowering or will manifest their negative destructive side. And there you have it, man and his symbols. Now please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Let's, let's deal with that algorithm. Share it. Share it. Share it too. Spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Talk to me. Talk to each other. Subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. And the link to this book is in the description below. So buy it and read and never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you. What innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management and relationship management even further, then do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. I thank you. Love and respect.